0: Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman, and welcome to Wewa. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Wewa, also known as What Are You Watching, where I feel. And he, Ben, say hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Just, just, as, funny as, time, just right? as funny as last time, Just as funny as last time. Just as funny. Ask each other one simple question, what are you watching? And then we just have a basic conversation about that. Stuff sometimes not so basic though it seems like this week might be one of those not so basic weeks ben what are you watching tales of the jedi hey me too end of house of the dragon untold
1: malice at the palace oh Rosalind. oh cowboys and aliens oh <laughs> <laughs> this is weird
0: list right <laughs>
1: what are you watching
0: Um, So I saw a, I I watched Tales of the Jedi last week and talked about it briefly, but I'm looking forward to talking about that in a little more depth. I main thing I got to this week was two movies I'd been dying to see for a long time. Uh, One has been out for a while uh, from Paul Thomas Anderson. uh, Licorice Pizza is now on Amazon Prime and two uh, Black Adam is in theaters and I had the privilege of going to see that this week as well. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. So I am thrilled and super excited to get into Tales of the Jedi. Though. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Let's start with that. So six episodes, 15 minutes an episode. I have been on the record saying that two moments in Star Wars history that I was dying to see have finally been brought to the screen. And I absolutely loved it. What did you think?
1: I'm assuming you were w- wanting to see the part wh- we all knew happened when Ahsoka rode on a a beast as a baby. Yes. back into the village yes of course of course we knew about that and then you were just dying to know how she was able to deflect all those
0: clone blaster shots in the finale of clone wars oh for two oh for two oh. no i was uh dying i really wanted to see young dooku and his mm-hmm. like kind of path to the to where he ended up and i really wanted to see ahsoka get her new lightsabers Oh yeah, because yeah. she she doesn't have her lightsabers after Clone Wars, and then once she shows up in Rebels, she has new blades that she took from. See, having
1: himself. not seen Rebels, now I understand that.
0: Oh, did you not know that she was in Rebels?
1: No, I knew she was in Rebels, okay. but the whole lightsaber thing, I just, I never even really thought about that. Yeah, but
0: and then she, like pure, yeah, I don't know, we don't have to get. No, to the, it the Dooku
1: stuff was interesting though. Um, I'm glad it was in there. I don't know if they needed. Three episodes on him. I think two would have been fine. I was getting kind of tired of him by the end. Oh really? Um, but the the first one with Qui Gon of of how he, uh, um, first you see cluster. his like ideology, mm-hmm. and then the last one where you see his relationship with Sidious and how he's like being manipulated and once out, even and what he was getting into this for is not what Sidious was getting it and getting him into it for. Like, Dooku wanted to basically just free all these systems and get rid of political corruption.
0: Well, it's odd because, like, Dooku was, like, legitimately a separatist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And obviously Palpatine had his own, like, agenda. His agenda was literally the opposite, to create a more
1: corrupt, all-encompassing empire.
0: (laughs) The guise of the separatist army was just kind of the convenient way yeah but but he he was
1: he was too far in at that point and he and he couldn't get out and he killed yaddle he killed spoilers poor yaddle no this was a fantastic show though real it was about an hour and a half total between all the episodes um i saw i watched it all in one sitting yeah you you could just watch it as Mm -hmm. a movie because a lot of the threads fit together they are kind of their own separate adventures but the themes are kind of the same and it's it's mostly there's like the dooku arc and then the ahsoka Mm-hmm.
0: arc really it would have so they kind of so they started off with an ahsoka episode and then went three straight dooku and then went mm-hmm. to ahsoka right yeah kind of so odd but it'll be interesting to see when they do more if they kind of keep that like six 15 minute episode streak if they like kind of tie the two in together a little more where it's not necessarily like just completely separate from each other mm-hmm. where it's more like characters that like had something where it's like you get a dooku episode and then you get a qui-gon Jinn episode and then there's like flashbacks in between the episode and Not necessarily like cohesive, but just like more related. Yeah. So, but overall, I I really enjoyed this. I
1: I loved it. I don't know if they're going to like do this more in the future or if they just kind of
0: leave it as its own thing, or maybe jump to some different characters. I need a Kit Fisto three (laughs) episode. I need forty five more minutes of Kit Fisto. That's all I need. I just need forty five more minutes. Yeah,
1: but what it I mean, what this did so well was explain like they're not characters you didn't know. They're people you know already, but it's explaining how things kind of got the way they were. Mm-hmm. Things that are just sort of assumed, but they kind of delving more yeah.
0: into their backstories. And it kind of toes this interesting line where it's it's it explains a lot of stuff that we knew happened, but it also in my opinion kind of holds like individual value where it's like you don't really need to know who Ahsoka is, I, I mean, I guess you can, the Ahsoka stuff a little less so, but like the Dooku stuff kind of holds up on its own. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, like you don't necessarily have to be in the know about everything about Star Wars to kind of enjoy the Dooku stuff. I the Ahsoka less so because, I mean, it literally cuts into like season seven of the Clone Wars, right? But, yeah, um, yeah, I, I it held some value, and I mean, obviously, I. I, maybe it's just because we grew up on it, but I just love this animation style. Oh, for sure, yeah. It just a lot of fun. So. It, it
1: did make me think of something. There's the scene in Attack of the Clones, you know, where uh, Dooku has Obi-Wan captive and he's suspended in the mm-hmm. the floaty thing. And that conversation, that's always just been an automatic skip for me. I'm like, I don't care. This is boring talking. This doesn't make any sense. But when you look at like what Dooku's actually saying there of how mm-hmm. like, he's invoking Qui-Gon and saying, like, Obi-Wan, join me and we can overthrow like the emperor type of thing like this dark sith and obi-wan doesn't understand any of it but dooku's legitimately trying to get out at that point he's like i started this separatist movement but it's getting forced into being this other thing that i can't stop and i want you to help me
0: get out of it and obi-wan is just like no yeah dang it kind of makes you wonder like maybe the death of Qui-Gon Jin played a lot more in a lot of other places instead of just yeah. Anakin Skywalker's life yeah or, or Obi-Wan like, yeah because it's like would Qui-Gon have left the Jedi Council you legitimately don't know Joker?
1: like he's just doing his own thing in
0: episode one mm-hmm. the whole time he's, who knows what he would have done he's such a wild card you know you have yeah. really no idea but good stuff yeah
1: well I want to talk about something you talked about last week I went and I watched Rosalind. <gasps> oh yeah yeah what'd you think it was really good. Um Yay. Caitlin Dever's is amazing. She's very funny. I w- I will say the first 20 25 minutes I was just dying like it was I was so on board. Like I love <laughs> I love the the tone, I love the setting, the idea of like her being this basically modern girl trapped in the era of Romeo and Juliet with all like the social implications mm-hmm. and the lifestyle implications and how much her life just sucks and she wants to get out of it i was laughing pretty much non-stop once it got into more of the romeo and juliet part i think it lost kind of a lot of its steam at least like comedically um it was kind of harder to stay as interested in it it was still good it was still still a fun movie but um a I, little disappointed after the first like after the first like 20 25 minutes i'm mm-hmm. like this is like one
0: of the funniest things i've ever seen yeah. but it's it sort of Didn't really know what it wanted to do after that. It just got a little too focused. Like the plot just started moving a little too quickly. Yeah. And they didn't have necessarily time for some of that personality stuff. And then I think the comedy aspect of it picked up in like the final act. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Like the 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 middle, the middle third is kind of where the problem is. Like the, the whole, like, you know, obviously the story of Romeo and Juliet, like the plan to pretend to kill themselves. Yeah. yeah the humor that is wrapped into that it's some of those jokes are very easy because that's clearly a very dumb plan, but mm. I think they did it well <laughs> yeah. for the most part. I, I So I'm happy you watched it.
1: The part that really got me was when um she was on the boat and she picks up the oars and starts rowing and doesn't even get them in the water. he's like, <laughs> you're rowing the wrong way. <laughs> oh, too good. But no, yeah, you're right. She's, uh she was amazing. And she anchored that movie for sure. Didn't yeah, sure. really didn't really care about anything
0: else that was happening. It was just a good central performance, I'd say. Yeah. just so uh, I wonder how much that movie cost to make cuz it's it probably could have been set earlier. Like it, I mean, you could have done like a West Side story with it where it's like you set it like a Romeo and Juliet like type of story in modern time just to make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, but they went all in on it and uh I'll be in- I'd be interested to see the budget, but Because it's like you probably could have made this movie for like 10 to 15 million. No, but the period stuff is what makes it so
1: funny to me. Yeah. It's like saying the world and the way society worked back then was so ridiculously stupid. (laughs) And the fact that it's this like romanticized era and that Romeo Juliet is like the love story in pop culture that we like refer to and think about. Mm -hmm. And it took place at a time that was just
0: so ridiculous. (laughs) love it that's what um, i liked about the, it like kind of the credit scenes when romeo and juliet are on the boat Andrew they're so- realizing they like don't
1: even know each other
0: i watched that whole like, <laughs> thing while the credits were rolling just because it was so funny um nice i'm happy you watched it yeah. you're actually taking my recommendations on things lately and uh makes me feel special
1: you should well right. if
0: i can't convince you to watch something how am i going to convince people listening that's to the show a very to good something? point. <laughs> Well, what's something else you watched that you want to convince me to watch? Uh, I watched Let's talk about Licorice Pizza first. So, uh Licorice Pizza is I think it was nominated for Best Picture last year. You'd have to fact-check me on that, but it's from Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the most critically acclaimed filmmakers of the last two decades. Yeah, I I mean, all sorts of hits. Um and uh I'm a big fan of a few of his movies. I haven't seen all of them, but uh, finally got around to this one. And Paul Thomas Anderson kind of has a sense of like, in all of his movies, there's like perfection and like an anxiety about certain characters, at least. And so when I was watching Lucreous Pizza, I kept waiting for something like that to be introduced. And then the movie just keeps going and you realize like, this is, it's it's just a really good rom-com and a love letter to like an area that this director grew up in, you know. Surprise? You know, it's like it's just a really like sweet, simple like coming-of-age movie in a sense, but it's also like kind of a rom-com. There's some weird things about it, don't get me wrong. A very fun Bradley Cooper cameo and yeah, just good performances The have you, are you familiar with the Heim sisters? No. The band Heim? Mhm. Well, there's three sisters from L.A. who started a band, and they work with Paul Thomas Anderson on, like, music videos and stuff, and I think it's the youngest sister, Alana, plays the the female lead, also named Alana, in the movie, and, uh... Is that just a major coincidence? Mm, I'm sure, I'm sure it is, and, uh, but, so, if, for those not familiar, Liquor's Pizza is a term, is, like, a slang word for, like, vinyl records, like mm. music, in case you were unaware, um... I was unaware as well. I had to look it up. But uh yeah, I I don't really know a whole lot to say about it besides it's just it's a really high quality good rom-com that's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Where where can this be found? It's on
0: Amazon Prime. Amazon available Prime. for free streaming on Amazon Prime. Okay. You don't it's not like a Amazon movie you got to rent. You can just watch it. I would recommend it though. Okay.
1: Amazon Prime to me is just the wild streaming service. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it Rings of Power, I guess. <laughs> It, very clear, first and second place there too. Of which one's more important?
0: They have a new show that's been going on the last two weeks, I think. That I'm gonna dive into this. It's not the peripheral, way. is it? It is. The that's peripheral. what I. Yeah, I,
1: I. wanted. I'm gonna give that a look at some point. It I was, was just finishing up some some mm, other things here, but. like
0: uh, Cowboys versus Aliens. Yes. You want to talk about Cowboys versus Aliens?
1: Not really, but I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen this movie?
0: I have not. I've seen trailers for it what feels like a thousand times yeah okay. it's
1: 2011 so it's over a decade old already which is crazy uh daniel craig harrison ford sam rockwell um I love sam olivia wilde sam i love sam rockwell i've never seen something with a minute that i don't like and he, he's great in this again really a more of a supporting role
0: but uh quick side note yes uh sam rockwell's new movie see how they run just dropped on hbo max go watch it go watch it it's there's great, a plug really there's a plug for you folks. it's really good
1: but Cowboys and Aliens, that's nothing more than they play it completely straight. What if aliens came and invaded in the Old West in America? And they completely straight face, not wacky, not goofy, um, as realistic as you could expect, I guess. Um, Daniel Craig, he's like sort of an outlaw, but he loses his memory and has amnesia Oh and he like has the aliens like weapon attached to his arm at the beginning of the movie and you don't figure out how that happens until later on when you get flashbacks and he starts oh, remembering was he pro- but that that's like that's like the only thing that gives them a chance to even like cuz obviously if aliens came and invaded they would just wipe out people with six shooters and
0: like a, and a, rifles another being capable of traveling across the galaxy yeah, would be Yeah but he has their
1: weapons, weapons so it kind of like evens the playing field and Harrison Ford is a grouchy old like war vet and He's Harrison Ford. He's and he's he's amazing in his movie. the Rebel versus Empire his he, veteran. He, he's <laughs> Yes, he's fantastic. The <laughs> the aliens like you find out the reason they're on Earth is to like get gold. Oh. And great. and yeah, he has this line where like someone like says they're here for our gold and he's like that's just ridiculous. What are they going to do with that? Buy something?
0: <laughs> Good Harrison Ford by the way. I
1: love Harrison Ford. Um, I do too. But yeah, it's it's a it's a fun ride. Maybe a little bit too long. It it's at the 2-hour mark and it should have been more like an hour 40 type of thing. This feels like an hour 30 movie. Like yeah. it should be at least. Yeah. But uh I've seen it a few times. It, it's uh I wouldn't recommend it to just anyone. Probably have to be in the right mood to watch it. Would you watch it on? It is on Hulu. Would I like it? I think you would just because you you wouldn't like it if there weren't like good stars in it who are like actually trying. Like everyone gives a darn in this movie, which is the thing. Yeah, it's always like Like Harrison Ford is trying harder than he does for most things these days. And Daniel Craig is pretty invested. Did he
0: try harder for this movie or for Star Wars 7? course. Star, Star Wars Nine, no, where he's in one, yeah,
1: in one, one scene, and he looks like he just rolled out of
0: bed. He's basically there like to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's good stuff. I might actually check that out. That it's a John
1: Favreau movie too. Oh, nice. Um, that's where like this the, was post Iron Man. Yeah, this was a few years after Iron Man, and it was when the whole like wrist weapon. Uh-huh. For the Iron Man has that's a huge concept in it, so you it feels like it's so. really riding the coattails of that. Nice, but uh, yeah, cool. there's there's enough pieces where I think I think you would <laughs> like it, even though it's kind of dumb.
0: Well, nice. I I'll ch- I actually think I will check that out. <laughs> Good, because I want to know your thoughts. Okay, um, what do you got? I my last thing that I've seen uh, is uh, I would see it at theaters to see the new Black Adam movie mm-hmm. with Dwayne the Rock the Rock Johnson. Is he the Rock at this point, or Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or just Dwayne Johnson? I think he's one what? of those guys that's really kind of held on to that mon- moniker where it's like you could, you could call him Just call rock. him whatever you want. He's either The Rock, Rock, or Dwayne Johnson. I think I think of him, for, when I first think of him, I probably think Rock.
1: Yeah, he's just The Rock.
0: And then I know that his name is Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's dumb as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Hart, for that little sound bit. Um, But, uh, yeah, so this is supposedly supposed to be the movie that's like – kick-starting what dc is from now on and which is who knows man <laughs> they there's been so many mix-ups at warner brothers and hbo like f- trying to figure out what they're gonna do next is like trying to figure out what we're gonna do next on the podcast it's Just hey, not even worth we trying. don't even know not even worth trying um and so i but you know so they're they're the Rock is essentially kind of pitching this as like the DC's Iron Man, where it's like this is where it starts, okay. you know, and uh, to pitch a movie. I mean, if if nothing else, he knows how to promote a movie because that mm-hmm. got me interested right away. And uh, it's about two hours long. And I enjoyed this movie. This was a fun movie to watch. It uh, had great action, had a great soundtrack, had great stars. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It's an actor you would be familiar with though, but the guy who plays like Hawkman, we get, we get a few new DC characters we haven't seen like Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, um, all cool characters. I can't say I knew much about Cyclone or Adam Smasher, but Dr. Fate, super cool character, super cool in the movie. Um, and I think that, I mean, it looked fantastic. Movie must've had a huge budget. Um, but it kind of dragged a little bit in the middle, and the ending was maybe a little too long. But the first like forty five minutes of it were fantastic, and uh, if anything, I would say cut out like a little bit of the the fat, and then also make it like ten percent more serious. It's like I it was like there were a lot of jokes, mm-hmm. and at times it was like it's like are we tr- trying to copy what Marvel's doing here? Or are we gonna like? be Be our own thing because it's like it's like we know dc's like gets made fun of for being the darker thing but it's like that's what people want from dc you know like people who want to see dc movies want to see like a little more serious movie yeah and especially with a character like black adam like for if you don't know he's basically like put into the stories to be like a a match power wise for like a superman or like a shazam um but he's like willing to like kill people and destroy things, you know, just kind of be like an antithesis there. And it's like, well, we did get to see that in Black Adam, but it was kind of wrapped in some humor sometimes. And I would have preferred it to be a little just more, play it more straight. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like he didn't get his powers because he got bit by a spider. It's like, well, this is ancient magic. It's like more fantasy based yeah. than it is like superhero yeah. based. And so it, it could have given you some runway to make like a more serious type movie. So maybe like ten to fifteen percent more serious. Small tweaks though. Not small tweaks. Not small not, tweaks. not replacing the whole engine more did, just did giving not, it a new paint job. Did not ruin my enjoyment of the movie. Well I am
1: s I've not seen any of the D C movies aside from the first Wonder Woman. So <laughs> I've nothing that about the movies or that anyone has said about the movies has made
0: me motivated to go watch them i am not going to break my foot off in your butt if you don't see this movie i'll just say it like i mean i'm not gonna put my foot down on this maybe five years from now if the dc universe is like really pulled it together Mm -hmm. i'll like this is like where this is it
1: it will have started here
0: i guess yeah it's kind of hard to understand what they're doing because it's like well there was a bunch of DC stuff that came before this uh-huh. that are getting sequels right now. So it's like, well, wouldn't it have started there? Or are those like, not going to be? like, I don't know what's going on. Um, But Henry Cavill's back as Superman, and that's all I really care about because that's my boy. Did but he... we lost him in The Witcher because of it, and uh, uh, for this, I am very sad. Did he go anywhere as Superman? Did he leave or something? Or He hasn't played the Superman character for like five to eight, ten years, somewhere in there. Okay. I guess unless you count the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. But that was that was a movie that was the, already made. Yeah, it was just like reshoots and stuff. Well and I guess it's been what it's been like a decade since Man of Steel came out. Sheesh. And then he had like a couple Zack Snyder movies in between there, but I think I think they should take I don't know. I don't know what they should do. I'm completely at a loss. I think you should burn the whole thing to the ground <laughs> <laughs> and start over. <laughs> Have some sort of time travel plot
1: that lets you reset the whole timeline. Wouldn't that be something? Retcon it. Okay. What do you got next? Um, I'm, I'm out of stuff. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I watched another one of the untold documentaries on Netflix. I've seen this one, actually. Yeah, Malice the Mouse of, of the Palace. Yeah. Meta yeah. world Peace. Very, very interesting. I knew what had happened at the... At that brawl—it's one of the more famous events in, in NBA history. Getting the inside perspective, though, was really fascinating. It kind of makes you rethink it. Like, yeah, these guys are shouldn't have gotten into a big fight, and like they started it, but it was like just as much the fans' fault that it turned into the massive ordeal that it did. Because mm-hmm. like scuffles and and shoving matches—that kind of happens all the time in in sports, and it happens in the NBA, but. The fact that it involved fans was the fans directly trying to provoke them, like when you run down onto the court and get into Ron Artest's face, like what do you think is going to happen?
0: Like, not good. Not things. good things. Not good things. <laughs> <laughs> um, a person who later changed his name to, to Metal World Peace. Peace, kind of because of
1: this. It was, it, yeah, yeah, he went over and, and played in China, and they
0: for like a decade. Well, okay. Well, first of all. He won a championship with the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out. Got to give them their due. I mean, it's rough pickings for us Laker fans lately, so we got to shout out the good times.
1: Yeah, he's a strange,
0: strange person, to be sure. Well, isn't that funny how even if he was in the league right now, he would not be the strangest player in the league. Oh, God! This is not a Kyrie Irving podcast. Yeah. Just had to get that one little comment in there.
1: There's a lot of weird people
0: in the league, though.
1: Like Kyrie's probably the weirdest, but it's kind of the kind of the new wave. He's is. he's the most like harmfully weird. Yeah, yeah, not not just like quirky, but yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I wish the world was simpler. Like, would
0: people would just get into fights, and that was the worst thing that would happen. Yeah, this whole player empowerment era, we. We need to give all the power back to yeah. the billionaire owners instead of letting the players yeah. decide where they want to play. What was fascinating that
1: way. I didn't really know about the whole Malice at the Palace situation, though, is that like all the players went and appealed, and like got completely vindicated, and like basically like the court of law said it was the fans' fault. Oh, for but real? but yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, like they all went and appealed, and they got all the criminal charges and stuff just completely wiped.
0: Where's the palace again? What's the,
1: the palace of Auburn Hills, Detroit? It's okay. it's it's torn down now.
0: So it was it was Pacers versus Detroit. Yeah, and it was Detroit fan base that was yes. Okay, yeah,
1: and and they gave the whole background of like how rowdy and drunk the fans were, and it was like a blowout at that point, and like a bunch of people had left, but the really hardcore, ill-willed fans had gone down near the court and. They traced it back to one guy in particular, the guy who threw the beer at Ron Artest. Like what? Like how can you? What What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. And Ron Artest jumped into the crowd and attacked the wrong guy. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, fun stuff. Um, that's all I really have to say on that. I do want to watch some more
0: of those untolds, though. I've only seen that in the Monty Teo. So. Uh, I'm trying to – there's another one they did about that ref, the basketball Tim ref. Tim Donahue. Yeah, and apparently – He makes a cameo
1: in Malice at the Palace. Because oh, he? he was a ref at that game. Oh, my. I
0: wonder if crazy. Bet on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are the odds on if Ron Artest runs into the crowd to fight? <laughs> um, but uh, apparently his is, like, filled with factual inaccuracies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, I listened to a podcast that basically, like, ripped apart everything about that one. Because it's like, you're you're – going back and giving perspective from the actual guy who's like directly disagreeing with the actual facts that we have. Mm. (laughs) It's like, like it's, we want to hear his perspective on it, but it's like, he's just blatantly lying about what happened. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Whereas with Montaiteo, like it's just tell me what's happening here. And like everything he said lined up with what, Renaio, I wanted to say Renira, but that would be really that would be really bad. <laughs> Queen, <laughs> Queen Renira, <Raniere. laughs> what Renira <Raniere> was doing. St- <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I might have, I might rewatch that Monte Teo one. That one, I that was, that was crazy. Just, that was just good. Yeah, television. it was riveting. Um, but yeah, anything else? No, that's that's really all I've got. Well, you want to close this out so we can go watch the Husker football team oh, lose? Gosh. Don't that's embarrassing. Don't tell people that we root for that team. Well, I already told them I'm a Lakers fan. That's true, yeah. No shame at this point. I grew up, no in, L- L- I grew up in LA, now I live somewhere in an undisclosed location in Nebraska and I'm being tortured by We'll my just leave it at that. Team. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening everybody. If you enjoyed what you heard, go give us
1: a nice glowing review and a follow wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at @waywa podcast and we'll see you next time.